Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia. Welcome in to the Morning Five podcast. Today is Monday, April 24th. And as always, is brought to you by the Perry and Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey. Life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Billy, today is the last Monday in April. Where the hell has this year gone? Dude, I have no idea. No freaking clue. <laughs> I, I mean, I was I was checking, you know, the schedule for this upcoming week uh, last week and like Monday, uh, Monday, Tuesday last week, checking the schedule for this upcoming week, checking the schedule for next week. And I'm like, oh, my God, we are like two weeks away from May. Like this year has absolutely flown by. It's nuts, man. It has, and it's been unreal. But you know, it's been a fun year so far. It's been it's been a fun year, man. And, and our, in my opinion, our year kind of ends in the middle of May. Uh, you know, I I, th- I think my schedule, and I don't know if it's the same way with you, but my schedule has now kind of been adopted over to the school calendar schedule. Um, you know, we we both got kids in school. My wife teaches at school. Uh, pretty much both of our jobs outside of our main job both revolve around the high schools and the middle schools and the sports around here. Um, so, you know, our, our calendar kind of switches that like we're kind of getting towards the end of the quote unquote year for you and I uh, as far as, you know, what our passion is. And it's uh, it's winding down for a, for a very fun filled uh, school year that we've had this past year. Yep. It, it's unfortunately for us. I mean, that's that's what's going to be the case. You know, we're going to go from the end of May through early August without any sports, and that sucks. The well, dark days, any, if you will. Yeah, without any high school sports. So, right, right. And that's what we're most passionate about. You know, we talk about pro sports on here, but yeah, high school sports are what we are most passionate about. But we'll, we will continue to do what we normally do because that's some, what we, we do. We got some stuff up our sleeves. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got some ideas. We got some stuff up our sleeves. Billy, today is National Pigs in the Blanket Day. Where do you stand on Pigs in the Blanket? Give me, 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 give me all of them. The give ultimate snack right there. The ultimate oh. snack. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I could easily go through like 20 or 30, 30 of these easily. Like you're sitting there watching a football game in the fall. It's kind of cold. You got a nice cool beverage sitting there. The pigs in the blankets pop out of the oven, and that entire aroma just fills the house. Pigs in the blanket are amazing. The only problem I have with pigs in the blanket, Billy, is if I make them, there's probably 30% less pigs than there should be if anybody else was making them because I sort of snack on those little pigs as I'm making the pigs <laughs> in the blanket. You know what I mean? Like, I know I know they're, they're kind of cold coming out of the refrigerator. They're fully cooked when you get them. Uh, and I usually snack on those pigs. So there's probably easily 10 to 15 pigs in the blankets missing out of what should have been there. Somebody else with a bit more self-control made the pigs in the blanket. That's that's probably fair. I do the same <laughs> thing. So <laughs> you got to sample it, man. You got to sample it as you go. You know what I mean? You got to well, make sure those that pigs are wrong. okay. That one's wrong. 
<laughs> this one's that bad. One this one's bad. poisoned. Yep. <laughs> I'm saving everybody. Uh, Billy, not the greatest of weekends for Atlanta sports overall. Um, we're we're, we're going to start with the uh, the real bad. The Braves get swept by the Astros three to nothing in the Friday, Saturday, Sunday series. Uh, the the bats weren't awake. Starting pitching was was pretty good uh, all all weekend long. Bullpen had some blow up games, had some uh, uh, costly errors, some uncharacteristic errors. The Atlanta Braves this weekend not a good weekend set. We really just want to wipe the entire weekend set with the Astros out of our mind. We want to have a uh, the memory of a goldfish. That's what I always tell my ten U kids. We want to have a memory of the goldfish. Billy, one of the weird things that I saw about the Atlanta Braves is I believe we are 10 and two on the road and we have a losing record at home. Yeah, uh, which is fair. very odd, very, very strange. Um, but you know, Billy, I think it goes back to that sterile shopping mall that we play in. You know, it's not a, yeah. it's not a, you know, it's not a home field advantage or anything. Well, uh, it was, it was rocking on Sunday. I will say that. You talk about the, the starting pitching did really well. It was 17 and two thirds innings and only four, four runs. I'll sign up for that. Yeah. Any day of the week. Any day of the week. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, fr- Friday night, got the ball rolling. We lose 6-4 to four to the Astros. Albies with two RBIs. Riley and Grissom both added in an RBI. Bryce Elder, six innings pitched, one run, six Ks. You can't ask for any more out of Bryce Elder. I mean, that is – that's phenomenal. I mean, this is, this is the guy I feel like time in and time out in the playoffs we've given the ball to in big games. And I feel like Bryce Elder – has earned himself a spot on the starting rotation, man. I, I, I really do. I really think Bryce Elder should be up here and should be part of the five-man rotation once all the injuries kind of work them work themselves out. Either Elder or Soroka. So Soroka has been pitching lights out too, and in Triple A Gwinnett, getting ramped up to come back up to the majors. But we'll see how it works out. But yeah, you're right. Bryce Elder has been pitching phenomenally. I've been really impressed with the kid. He's he's just mixing his pitches well and making the spots just perfect. So, you know, I, I like what he does. So we'll see what, how, how it works out the rest of the... Maybe the rest of the month, maybe the rest of the uh, May and see how it works out from there. Hey, you're going to be a winner with a name like that, though. I mean, you know, Bryce, yeah. we just win. That's just, you know, it's just what we do. Yeah. Uh, the the pin kind of gave up on us. You know, we talked about how good Jesse Chavez has been. Well, he gave up three earned runs uh, and didn't record an out Friday night. Uh, he blew it up. The pin gave up five uh, runs in three innings. Not what you need. Not what you need. Five earned runs in no. three innings. A.J. Minter with two earned runs. Jesse Chavez with three earned runs. Not great. We come out Saturday and we fall six to three to the Astros once again. Albies with two RBIs. Murph added in an RBI. Kyle Wright uh, with probably the worst start of the weekend, but it wasn't a bad start by any stretch of the imagination. Kyle Wright goes five innings, gave up three earned runs and only two Ks. Um, when that's your worst start of the weekend, your starting pitching is in pretty good shape because that's that's not a great outing, but that's by no stretch of the imagination a bad outing in my opinion. No, you can get you can get a win out of that one, and you should. But you know, sometimes the bats just go silent, and that's what sucks. Sometimes you hate to see how the bats have gone, and you know, I would love to see the numbers from this weekend. But how many? What the numbers overall from Friday, Saturday, and Sunday were with runners in scoring position? Uh, I that's can play that key. right. 
I can tell you that right now. Billy, Friday we went three for nine, so hitting 300, it's not terrible. Uh, Saturday, 0 for five, that is terrible. Uh, in yep. Sunday, Billy, we didn't have a runner in scoring position, so or no, excuse me, we went 0 for nine. I can't read. Uh, yeah, so we went 0 for Sunday and Saturday, 0 for five on Saturday and 0 for nine on Sunday. Um, so 0 for 14 Saturday and Sunday, and then bingo. we went three for nine on yep. Sunday. Yes. Or Friday, so yeah, we Friday. went a total of three for what? What's the math there? Three for 23. I don't know. I couldn't take my shoes off in time to count. Three for 23 for the entire weekend. That's yep. terrible. That's terrible. freaking terrible. Yep. Yep. That's that's not a recipe for wins. And Billy, what else? What else is not a recipe for wins? Is the errors. We had three errors on Saturday night. Two of them by Vaughn Grissom, uh, and and I believe I I think two of the three allowed a run. Um, it was it was just not a uh, not a great outing. Not a great outing for the Braves. And then once again on Sunday. We lose five to two. Uh, it, you know, Pilar with the lone RBI hit a moonshot in the left field. Uh, got all of it. Hit a solo home run. Max Freed was just phenomenal. And I, I, I was well. I, I had a couple beers to drink. Uh, and and when Snicker came out to take Freed out in the seventh inning, I was just hurling obscenities at uh, Snicker for doing that. It was a stupid decision, and it ended up biting the Braves in the butt. Uh, Max Freed, though, phenomenal. Six and two-thirds, no earned runs and five Ks. Was pitching great. I mean, just was was pounding the zone. Doing. I know he was up to 107 p- uh, pitch count, but he lowered his ERA, Billy, to 0.60 so far in the year. Max Freed, I mean, Max Freed is pitching right now like a Cy Young winner. Yeah, he's, he's what Max Freed is, and that's... I... You know, we'll see. I I want to see him do so well, and he already has a World Series under his belt. Let's get him a Cy Young this year. Let's do it. And ah, man, he's pitched so well, man. Yeah, he has. Just stay healthy. Just stay healthy, Max, and do do what you've been doing. One of the cool things about Max Free too, he goes pitches six and two thirds inning. Uh, you know, shuts the Astros out for six and two thirds. And then as soon as the game's over, he hops down to Atlanta and goes support the Hawks uh, at um, State Farm Arena. I thought that was really neat. He was in, he yeah, was in uh, attendance last awesome. night for the Hawks' loss, so that was a uh, that was pretty neat. Uh, the the pin again, Billy gives up five earned runs. Nick Anderson gives up two. AJ Minter gives up three. Um, just not a good outing from the pin. Danny Young, who I've never even heard of, comes in and pitches like crap. Uh, yeah, I, I not not a great not a great day. Not a great weekend. Uh, not great for the Braves. The Braves have lost now four in a row. Uh, the Braves struck out 37 times over the weekend, Billy, with only 77 at-bats. Stupid. Horrible. Absolutely stupid. Yep. Uh, we still hold a game lead over the New York Mets in the NLE standing, so there is some positivity Somehow. about that. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. Uh, and we welcome they were facing in- the Giants this weekend. How the hell did we end up still having a game up on the Mets? Uh, they split. They split with the Giants 2-2. What? Um, yeah, yeah, they lost uh, Saturday and Sunday seven to four and five to four. The uh, the New York Mets did so. Uh, I'm not I'm not going to lose any sleep about that. I'm not going to cry about that. We welcome in the Miami Marlins, who the Miami Marlins will be the second team we have faced that has a winning record this year. They're twelve and ten on the season, so we welcome them in for a four set into uh, into the sterile shopping mall. Screw you, Bill Pulaski. Got to take all four, man. Got to got to sweep all four yeah. Miami Marlins this week. 
Uh, Billy, the Hawks over the weekend split the series 1-1, split the series, the two games over the weekend 1-1. They're down 3-1 now in the series. Uh, the Hawks beat the Celtics Friday night, 130-122. to Trey with 32 points, 9 assists. DJ with 25 points, 5 assists, and 6 rebounds. The bench had 40 points. They really outplayed the Celtics bench the entire night. And we out-rebounded Boston 48-29 to and out-blocked Boston. I believe it was 6 to nothing. Uh, we just out-physicaled Boston. We did a good job at the point of attack of preventing Boston's guards from getting into the paint. Trey was Trey, had a big night. Uh, and the defense was on point the entire night. That, that's the reason why we built, why we beat the Celtics. I know we gave up 122 points, but we, when we needed defensive stops on Friday night, we got them. It seemed like possession in and possession out. The defense was there every single time. In uh, preventing the guards from getting into the paint, that's what killed us in games one, two, and four, uh, was the guards getting into the paint and either having easy layups or kicking it out uh, to someone wide open for a three-point shot. Did a good job of preventing that Friday night. Um, so it was it was positive. It was positive from the Hawks after the Friday night win going into the weekend. Billy, I don't know if you got to watch any of this game Friday night. No, I didn't. But from I saw a lot of the like I saw the recap or the preview or the the yeah, it's the recap essentially. Yeah, and we watched the video of it. Review, um, yeah, yeah, highlights. Sure. Um, it just looked like a different Hawks team. Like they were, they they had energy. They they were flying all over the court, for lack of a better term. And no pun they, intended. Yeah, they looked. Uh, they looked like the Hawks team that is dangerous. And then Saturday, they looked like that. Or excuse me, Sunday they looked Sunday. like that. Um, only when like late in the fourth. You know what I mean. But. Yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't a great game out of the Hawks on Sunday. They fall 129 to 121. It was somewhere in between. It wasn't as bad as game one or game two. Uh, we, we were in no. the game the entire game. We had chances at it. Uh, it wasn't as good as game three. And it certainly wasn't as good as the play-in round versus Miami. Um, you know, the play-in round versus Miami, I would give the Hawks an A. Games one and game two, I, I would rate the Hawks somewhere around an F or a D. Uh, game three probably a C plus to a B minus and game four was probably a C minus. It, it just, it, it, the shots weren't there, man. I mean, I mean, Trey had 35 points and 15 assists in the fourth quarter. He had 21 points shot for six for 11 from the field, three for five from three and six for six from free throws. The thing about that is we need that the entire game from Trey. Yep. I can't tell you how many blown layups I saw from Trey in game four. It was aggravating, man. If, if Trey converts half the layups that he had that he blew, then, then they go in. And, and, you know, I don't want to be a sizist, but it goes right back to how short Trey is. It, it it sucks to have your superstar and the guy you rely on nine times out of ten to make his own shot and to get a big run for you be a foot shorter than everybody else in the court. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's really frustrating sometimes to watch that. Uh, De, uh, DeAndre Hunter had himself a game, 27 points and seven rebounds. The frustrating thing about that is people are going to watch that one game and they're going to assume that DeAndre Hunter is a good player. Folks, DeAndre Hunter has been hot garbage this entire year. Don't let one performance in game four against Boston fool you. DeAndre Hunter has no place in this team next year. They need to absolutely get rid of that guy. Had an amazing game last night in game four. DeAndre Hunter needs to be off of this roster next year, as does John Collins. John Collins could not have had a worse game last night in game four. Awful. Absolutely awful. A defensive liability. 
yeah, defensive liability, couldn't do anything on offense, went one for nine from the field, one for five from three, played 25 minutes, five points, and five rebounds. John Collins was a non-factor, and there's no reason Collins should be on this roster next year either. He, he was a defensive liability, couldn't guard anybody on the post, couldn't guard anybody off the dribble. Uh, Trey tried to throw him a couple lobs, and, and there was no bounce in J.C.'s feet. I don't know what's going on with him, but there's no reason J.C. should be back on this roster next year. He was horrendous last night. Uh, yeah. Jontae Murray played well, 23 points, 6 assists, 9 rebounds. But you can't win a playoff series, Billy, when you're shooting 43, 37, and 87. That's horrible. That's horrendous. You cannot win an NBA playoff series when your shooting slashes are that bad. Yeah, you're you're right. They, I mean, they looked, on Sunday, they looked kind of like they weren't, they didn't care at moments. Like, it was just like, we're, we're here, we're playing it out, you know, we're we know we're going to get beat by the Celtics. So let's just get this over with. And then, you know, they had moments like a braid going off in the fourth quarter that was looked like the Hawks, but it, you hate to see it. You would love to see them fight a little bit more, but you know, this is one of those things, Bryce, I said at the beginning of the series, I said, Celtics are just a better team and they are. And, and it we, doesn't help that Okongwu almost fouled out and Bogey did foul out on some very, very questionable refereeing. And I have a rant for that when we get to another cup of coffee, but that, that really hurt as well. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that with another cup. Man, yeah, I was, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to Tim. I've already been talking myself down off the ledge. Uh, <laughs> I, I was, I was irate yesterday at the officials. Uh, Atlanta United, man, they get a win. They get a win yesterday. Kind of the lone bright spot for Atlanta sports this weekend. Uh, they get an own goal win in extra time, uh, two to one over the Chicago Fire. It's the latest ever game winning goal for an Atlanta United history. And it's kind of funny that it comes on an own goal. Uh, so that's a, I, I didn't think it was an own goal originally, but they played it back in slow motion with the camera behind the goal. And it's clearly an own goal. Um, Gigi scored the first goal, went up one to nothing. And I thought we were going to kind of cruise to victory, but we just, Atlanta United has a really bad habit of once we get up, we just sort of turn off. It's, it's, we don't have a killer instinct that once we score that one goal this year, that we go in for the throat and just score multiple goals, two, three, four goals. We go up one nil and we just sort of go through the motions for the next like 10 or 15 minutes. It's very odd. Uh, and, and it, it sort of sort of seemed that way in this game as well. But Gigi scored in the first half. He has now scored at least one goal in his first five starts for Atlanta United. The only other person in the MLS history to uh, to get close to that or to uh, match Gigi was Taylor Twelman when he started his first five games in MLS and he scored in his first five starts in the MLS. Pretty amazing from Yakamakis. We played well in the first half. Looked a little disjointed, but the first half. Uh, had its moments. You know, we had a lot of chances. The the end ball that Almada plays for Brooks Lennon on yes. that goal and that GG goal. Oh my God, dude. Just just a masterclass. I mean, just pinpoint passing by Tiago Almada. And you see why European clubs are willing to pay $40 yeah. million for the kid. I mean, again, just, just amazing. Again, enjoy Almada while we have him. Yes, <laughs> yes. Fingers crossed that he won't leave until the January winter transfer uh, window. Hopefully, we'll have him through the summer. Uh, and then Brooks Lennon to get down there on the cross before it crosses the end line. 
great hustle out of Brooks Lennon. I hate Brooks Lennon, but he he played really well in you know, that situation in that game. Uh, in the second half, the second half, Billy was absolutely awful. Uh, Chicago yep. outplayed us and, and really deserved the draw, if I'm being honest here. Uh, Chicago Chicago outplayed us, out-hustled us, deserved the draw. They did get the game-leveling goal, and it was 1-1 for most of the second half. And it, it was the second half that I really thought that we were going to come away with a draw. And if we did come away with a draw, I thought we were going to be lucky with that. Wait, um, wait, 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 wait. I thought the, sec- I thought the goal came late, like... It came, it, it came in the 90th minute, yeah. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say, I, I didn't think it was tied for most of the second half. Okay. Yeah, sorry, I meant, I meant the, yeah, the goal was coming. Like, it was... Oh, yeah, played, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I, yeah, the, we didn't, they didn't score until the 90th minute, but it was it was, it was awful, man. I mean, it, the fact that we came away with three points from this game is a godsend. I mean, it is. it really is amazing that we came... No. Uh, away with three points in this game, but we should have had a PK. There was a there was a point in time in the second half where I don't remember the fire defender's name went up for a header. Him and Yakamakis went up for a header, and the fire's defender led with his elbow in the air, smacked Yakamakis right in the nose, knocked him down inside the box, and nothing was called. No, there was no foul. There was no card. There was no PK. It was horrendous refereeing. VAR, if you have VAR in this league, why not use it? Why are you going to have VAR if you're not going to use it? It's just another instance of the MLS and their Mickey Mouse refs being absolute crap week in and week out. I mean, I don't know what they're paying these refs. I don't know where they find these MLS refs, but it's awful. It's horrendous. Every single week, we have some dumb you-know-what like this where players could get seriously injured but the MLS refs, they don't call it. They don't use VAR. They don't use their sideline. You know, they, they don't use the linesman to help them out. I don't understand how that's not a foul. I don't understand how it's not a penalty. I don't understand how it's not a red. You can't jump up in the air and lead with your elbow into someone else's nose. It's horrible. It's horrendous. And, I mean, I caught this in live time. Jason Longshore caught this in live time. Mike Conti caught this in live time. But the fact that you have three trained referees on the field that get paid to do this and none of them caught that, that's horrendous, man. That's why I come on here every single week and make fun of the MLS and the referees. It's a Mickey Mouse league. It's awful. And, and the MLS owners and the people that run the MLS need to take a deep look inside of them and decide if they want to run a league that is going to be a legit soccer league around, you know, around the world, which is where we should be because of the attendance we are getting. Do they want to be a legit soccer league that's taken seriously about other leagues in the world? Or do they just want to be a straight cash grab money league? And that's all they're here for is to make money. They need to decide that because if all they want to do is make money, they're doing a great job by hiring some of the cheapest refs that I've ever seen. But if they want to take seriously, they have got to get some quality refereeing in this league because the crap we saw on Sunday is awful. It's horrible and it has no place in any professional soccer league in the entire world. There's nothing I could add to that. I mean, that's perfectly well said and i use no profanity so that's that's yeah i was good. really I impressed with you <laughs> i can't promise i'm not gonna use i can't promise i'm not gonna have to use the beat button when we get to the refereeing job with boston um but it's it, I mean, it, it's terrible dude it, it's week in and week out and it's a it's not just an atlanta united thing it's across the league you see this all over and it's it's dangerous when you have these when you have um when you have challenges like that like that's player safety dude like you know i mean uh, it's it's just frustrating, especially with a DP. Yakamakis is a DP. Like you gotta, I know this sounds dumb, but you really need to protect DPs from other from other teams and our team and stuff. Like 
protect him just a little bit more. I know, I know we're not supposed to give uh, favoritism, but like these guys are like thirty-five, fifty million dollar players. Like protect him just a little bit more, maybe. Uh, one of the one of the negative things that came out of this game, Yakamakis and Westberg were both subbed off with apparent injuries. Um, I think the Yakamakis one is probably not as concerning. I think Yakamakis was planned to be subbed off about when he did. So I think he was subbed off around the 60th minute, somewhere around there, between the 60th and 70th minute. I think that was a planned sub off. Miguel Barry was already getting ready before Yakamakis went down. So I'm not as concerned about that one. But Westberg, Westberg going out at halftime, that was very, very concerning. Uh, Westberg said he landed awkwardly on his knee during warm up. So he played the entire first half essentially injured. Uh, then he said, then that knee got hit during the first half and began to swell. But, you know, I got to give all credit to uh, Diop that came in and played keeper. He had some huge saves in the second half. I mean, some absolutely monumental saves. Played phenomenally. Um, so we got to figure out what we're doing at the goalkeeper position. I, I don't know. The, the free transfer window closed last night at midnight. Uh, we got some we got some Atlanta United 2 guys that could come up. The guy that's starting right now for Atlanta United 2 will be an MLS goalkeeper at some point. He's vastly talented, but I think he's pretty young. So I don't know if we call him up. One of the interesting things, Billy, is we have a midweek game this week for Atlanta United. I believe it's against Memphis. I think Memphis is the team we're playing. They have a phenomenally uh, gifted young goalkeeper that we could get from, from them outside of the free transfer area that I'd be really good with. Um, but yeah, I mean, right now we're down to our third string goalkeeper and hey, all credit where credit's due. Diop played great yesterday as a third string goalkeeper. Uh, but so isn't, is Guzan just out, out for what, seven weeks? Uh, yeah, he won't, he won't be back for another two months, I believe. Um, uh -huh. so I mean, technically he will be back during the regular season of the MLS, but like <laughs> that two month period we have, you know, we have, uh, you know, regular season games, us open cup games. I'm I think there's one other tournament we're in that we got to have. I mean, we got to have at least two or three goalkeepers. And, you know, I see I see a lot of people. I don't know how much truth there is to it. Everybody that listens to this podcast knows I hate turf. Um, so, you know, everybody is blaming the physio team and the turf at the training ground and at the bins. I, I hate turf. I hate turf. Everybody knows that I'm a grass guy. God gave us grass. God didn't give us turf. Let's play on grass. Uh, but there is a disturbing trend with Atlanta United players seem like only getting hurt during training or at home, uh, which is which is very very concerning. But it is what it is, you know. Hashtag we move stealing something from the Falcon or from the uh, Hawks. Uh, stats in the game: shots were 12-9 Chicago. Shots on target were five four Chicago. Possession was 57-43 Atlanta. Key passes were 10-6 Chicago, and expected goals was 1.35 to 0.91 in favor of Chicago. Despite the stats, we come away with three points and are still in third in the Eastern Division. Bryce, let's head to the Marine South scoreboard, shall we? Let's do it. On Friday, Mount Zion falls to Temple in baseball. We're not sure of the score, but we know the Mount Zion won. Uh, Harrelson County beats Fannin County in a doubleheader, 10 to nothing in game one, seven to three in game two. It's a huge doubleheader win for Harrelson County. Bremen falls to Villarica 12 to 5. Hurt County falls to Bowden 2 to 1 in a absolutely beautiful game. Case and Duncan pitched a great game for Bowden and Max Laster supplied the only run with a solo shot to right. Um, 
which is awesome. Billy, would you say that's the quickest high school baseball game you've seen this year? Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> yes, it was uh, started just a little bit before 6 and ended just a little bit before 7.30. It was you, crazy. Y'all started after us. I did the, you know, I was at the Villa Rick and Bremen game. Y'all started after us, but finished before us. <laughs> yeah, it was unreal. Uh, Carrollton beats Valdosta in uh, round one of the playoffs, 7-6 in game one and 7-4 in game two. Go Trojans! For, I think it's the opposite way. I think it was 7-4 game one, 7-6 game two, I think. Uh, but either way, they win against Valdosta and move on to the second round. Hell uh, yeah. We will talk about uh, playoffs here in Smith's Four Coverings Games and Events Calendar because there's a lot of baseball this week. Uh, lacrosse, Dalton at Bremen. Girls win 10 to 5. The boys fall 10 to 9. Ooh, close one. Yeah. And then Carrollton boys fell to North Paulding 19 to 6. That's a weird loss for the Carrollton boys. You don't really see that happening most yeah, of the year. And, and you know, it's. It, I think that's a that's a non-region game. Carrollton's already locked into the playoffs. Who knows what the lineup looked there? Maybe trying to get some seniors that didn't play much in there. And we're getting close to the end of the regular season, maybe getting some younger guys that might participate in the playoffs, trying to work them in there and see what they got. Um, you know, it, it, when you get down to the to the last of these uh, these these regular season games, the lineups might have been a little little odd. In gymnastics, the Trojan gymnastics. Team finishes as the runner-up in the state meet in Class 7A. Congratulations to the Lady Trojans. That's awesome. Villarica Gymnastics finishes fourth in the state. So we've had two basically top five finishes, and it's awesome. So proud of these girls uh, for their their effort in gymnastics. My, my phone just freaked out there for a second. In track. <laughs> Mount Zion boys and girls are region champs, and Bremen boys and girls are region champs in in track and field. So, congratulations to the Eagles and to the Blue Devils. On the Smith's Four Coverings Games and Events calendar in playoff baseball today, Villarica versus Hell. First game's at 4.30. Second game will be 30 minutes after game one. That can be heard on the Hometown Sports Radio Network. Bryce Sparling and some random dude named Billy Lindahl on the call. I got two random dudes to do that one. <laughs> uh, Harrelson County will be facing off against Providence Christian Academy. Pretty sure around the same time for 4.30 first pitch. Um, so we'll can't wait to hear about that. Central begins their region or begins their playoff series against North Oconee today again. I think at around four. I think, yeah, I, think the, I think they're at four. Yeah, most of these games started either four or 4.30. <laughs> Um, and then and then the second game is probably 20, 30 minutes after the conclusion of game one. Right. So that's your Smith's Four Cummings games and events calendar. Bill, you need another cup of coffee? I need a cup of coffee, sir. Let's hit it up, man. Another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strong, Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. I was trying to look over here and find the um, uh, the lacrosse uh, playoffs because I, be I believe lacrosse starts today. Um, and yeah, lacrosse, lacrosse first round of the playoffs. Carrollton boys have already advanced. They get a bye. Uh, Carrollton girls will face South Forsyth, and Carrollton is the home team there. I'm not sure exactly what day that is, uh, but the 24th through the 26th is the uh, is the lacrosse um, for for Carrollton. 
Uh, and for Bremen as well. Bremen will face North Oconee in girls lacrosse. Didn't see Bremen boys on there. Um, I don't know if they if they didn't make it to the to the playoffs. I would assume they did, but I certainly don't see them on there. Um, but Carrollton boys and Bremen girls and Carrollton girls will have the first round of the playoffs between today and Wednesday, and we'll have you the update for that once we get the um, once we get the scores there. Uh, another cup of coffee, Billy. NBA investigating DeJounte Murray's actions toward officials, but they don't give two you-know-whats towards Jason Tatum after bumping, yelling, and shoving an official after a flagrant one was called on Trey Young. The, um, the amount of BS that has been going on in this Atlanta Hawks versus Boston Celtics series with the referees and how much favoritism they have shown towards the Boston Celtics is horrendous. And this is not just a one series type of thing, go out and watch the Phoenix Suns series. Go watch how favoritism they have played towards the Phoenix Suns, the NBA's favorite team that made the big trade to get Kevin Durant. It's horrendous. Billy, in the first two games of the series, the Phoenix Suns have shot almost 90 free throws. It's, it's awful. What? The re- yes. The NBA refereeing is absolutely horrendous, and it, it shows. I mean, it absolutely shows. And the fact that you have a former referee that has came out and said he was betting and fixing games doesn't help the image of the NBA. We already have evidence that you've had NBA officials in there that have been fixing games because they've been betting on games. The fact that you already have that and it's out in public, it doesn't help that these referees in the playoffs have been absolutely horrible. And the fact that the NBA is investigating DeJounte Murray for his actions and not Jason Tatum is one of the most horrendous, awful, embarrassing forms of favoritism I think I've ever seen in professional sports. This is this is awful. You're going to see the DeJounte Murray film and video clip posted all over social media everywhere today because that's what the NBA wants. The NBA does not want the Atlanta Hawks to be a good team or to be seen in favoritism light with just the, the normal middle-of-the-road fan. But they do want the Boston Celtics to be seen in a favorable light because the Boston Celtics are a bigger name and they make the NBA more money than the Atlanta Hawks does. Go look at what Jason Tatum did to the referee after the flagrant one from Trey Young. Uh, Jason Tatum bumped, shoved, and yelled at an official after the play happened. And the official just looks befuddled like, oh, I'm sorry, Jason, did I upset you? It's horrible, man. It's horrible and it's embarrassing that the NBA has gotten to this level. Um, again, I, I don't have anything else to add. You're right. You're 100 percent right. It's just ridiculous, dude. It's it's ridiculous. It's it's, it's ridiculous. <sighs> Zach Hyman. It's ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. It's, oh man. <laughs> Got through two rants today that I really could have let off on. Luckily, I'm I'm drinking uh, coffee at, at six o'clock in the morning and not some other beverage. Uh, Zach Hyman nets most important goal in career as Oilers rally. Billy, how's the NHL playoffs been going, man? I really haven't been uh, oh, hadn't been paying so attention yet. Oh, good. So freaking good, dude. It's been really entertaining. A lot of back and forth games. Um, God, I love the NHL playoffs. And, and there was, I think, Friday night or Saturday night. I can't remember. One of the two had two games back to back go right into overtime and overtime hockey in the playoffs is the best the absolute best i mean you had saturday night billy you had three games that were overtime playoff hockey games one of them went into double overtime i didn't even know it was possible in hockey in these days 
Yeah. Um, I, yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you got a, you got a couple series. It looks like um, the Hurricanes up 3-1. The Bruins up 3-1. They can close those out. Uh, so yeah, I'll be I'll probably be tuning in not not this week because I have a slam packed schedule this week. But I would say the first week of May, I'll start turning it tuning in to the uh, to the NHL hockey. High school will be over by then probably. Uh, the NBA will definitely be over for Atlanta. Um, I'll start tuning into NHL hockey probably the first first couple of weeks of May. Yeah, you're missing out. There's a lot of good hockey going on right now. If I had time, I'd watch it, but uh, I have I have zero time. Uh, USC lands a big commit in the transfer portal. They get the former UGA defensive lineman Bear Alexander. Uh, what a great name! Addition out there to USC. Billy, I've heard a lot of rumors about Bear Alexander about being a complete toxic person in the locker room. Um, and I did some digging. Apparently, he went to five different high schools in the four years he was in high school. Uh, so, uh, on the surface, I thought this was going to be a big loss for Georgia. But this might be addition by way of subtraction for the yep. uh, for the UGA locker room, honestly. Yeah, and let's see what what can happen with him going out to USC and Lincoln Riley, and see how that works out for him. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you if you have if you have character issues, I think the best place for you is LA. I mean, that's where you go to get your character. That right makes out. sense. <laughs> Billion today in 1974, the NFL grants a franchise to the Tampa Bay. Buccaneers, and I know our good friend Matt Ridgway is forever thankful about that decision in 1974. I got to see our good friend Matt Ridgway this weekend. I sent you a yeah, picture, you did, man. How, how was that? How was uh, how was having a having a couple beers with him, man? Job well, I, I was I was yelling at him. Um, number one, because all of a sudden, like he posts that he's in Carrollton on Facebook, and I'm like, what the hell? Like he didn't even let me know you were coming in. So Whoa, I was like, Billy. If you would have listened to Track Talk, you would have known uh, that he was—he uh, might have been in Carol. I mean, that's you know, that's on you, pal. That's that's, that's fair. <laughs> um, but um, I—he's I, like, I'm eating dinner with my in-laws, and I was like, all right, well, they're gonna have to suck it up because I'm coming to see you because I need a hug. <laughs> it's been a year since I've seen Matt uh, in person, so I went up and got a hug from, got to hang out, and uh, just talk shop with him so it was it was good to see him yeah i haven't i haven't seen matt since we uh since we were at printer's ale i think it's the last time i yeah. saw i saw matt although yeah. i see him on i see him on video chat every single week so but the printer's yeah. ale thing was a year ago was it really yeah wow golly yeah. time has flied we, we opened the podcast talking about how fast time has gone and we closed the podcast with talking about how fast time flies especially when you're getting getting old like billy and i you got anything else to add today man no, nah, man, let's get out of here. Let's enjoy our Monday. Let's get out of here. Start the week off right. Remember tonight on Hometown Sports Media, Billy and I will have the first round of the baseball playoffs. Villa Ricker versus Kale. 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 Uh, start, Kale. Uh, starting at 430. For Billy Lundahl, I am Bryce Sparling. We will see you all tomorrow. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbor. Just shake them.